Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I have an amazing guest for you today. But before I introduce our guest, I would like to invite you to check out the new quiz that I have put together. It is uh, called, What is Your Number One? spiritual superpower and you can go check that quiz out it takes two minutes to do and it will tell you what your spiritual superpowers are and give you a direction to go in your life and your life purpose so you can check that out at brain fart (laughs) superpowerquiz.us super s-u-p-e-r p-o-w-e-r q-i-z Q-U-I-Z, quiz, I can't spell, quiz.com, <laughs> U-S. Boy, brain is not hitting all, all cylinders today. So let's switch gears after, now that I've done that. And we will explore today with Suze Jeffries. She's going to share with us how to go from burnout to balance to badass. And our guest has a master's of science in education. She's the founder of CEO Wellness, and she helps high achievers stress less, eat healthier, so they look great, feel great, work smarter, and have plenty of time for themselves, family, and fun. She's a speaker, a Tai Chi instructor, fitness professional, and a certified nutrition therapist. And she teaches simple strategies to go from burned out to balanced to badass with her signature harmony of body and mind method. Developed over 25 years, this unique strategy blends moving meditation, ancient Tai Chi wisdom, principles and her love for all things food and nutritional science. Suze offers keynote speaking, health coaching, nutrition workshops, corporate consulting, live classes, and online courses. Suze and her husband, Bob, live in Estero, Florida. She has three kids, four stepkids, and seven grandkids. And amongst the quirky facts about her, she loves Thai food, good wine, fitness, water aerobics, stand-up paddleboarding, horses, and rescue dogs, as well as beautiful beaches. Welcome, Suze. I'm so happy to have you here with us. Well, thank you so much. What a pleasure to be a part of your beautiful uh, gift that you're sharing with people, Sophia. Well, thank you. I, I love that you love rescue dogs. My my uh, last four dogs have been rescue dogs. They're just they're, the best, aren't they? They really are. Oh, my gosh. So tell me a little bit about your backstory. You have a very impressive resume sitting there, but I'm sure you weren't born as like this Tai Chi nutritional guru type person. So uh, what was life like before? (laughs) Oh, so before I went from being the chubby, kind of super smart, always new kid in elementary school, junior Mm -hmm. high school and high school, because we moved a lot, to getting to be way too skinny. Um, Oh, my. Like way too, you know, trying to look good and fit the mold and all that and did a little modeling. And uh, I was just super shy and very much a people pleaser. Mm. Always trying to make others happy so I would be loved. Yes, yes, that's an easy trap to slip into, especially when you were the outsider at school. I know I was the, I was the curve wrecker in school and no one wanted to hang out with me. 
I was the curve wrecker. Oh my God. And my nose was really brown too. <laughs> At least that's what was reported to me. So how, how did your life play out for you? How did things start to shift for you? Was there a moment when you started going, you know what, what I've been raised to do and feel and believe isn't really what's happening? Yeah, absolutely. There are several moments, but the first one really happened when um, I discovered Tai Chi. This is fast forward into being an adult, having <laughs> been married, having been divorced, raising two very small children on my own, just really struggling. And I, I would come to this point where the struggle was so intense that day. I don't know if you've ever had this experience where there was, was one last little tiny thing that didn't go through, didn't work out, and it just kind of... It was the straw. <laughs> the straw. Yes. Yep. I've been struggling for years, really just coming from a place I know now of feeling not good enough, never doing enough, never being a good enough person, never trying hard enough. And I was a complete workaholic and people pleaser, as we've mentioned, and um, just really struggling to make financial ends meet working full-time as a first grade teacher, loved teaching, still love teaching, love the idea of helping to empower people mm -hmm. with uh, the love of knowledge and asking good questions and um, just make it easy for them to learn yeah. and learn in a way that empowered them. But on that day, I was there with my kids in their martial arts school and I didn't have enough money to buy them each a slice of pizza. I didn't have $2. And I was so upset because it had been five years of struggling as a divorced mm -hmm. mom. And it just seemed like nothing was ever changing, no matter how hard I tried. I was probably working 90 hours a week um, with not only my first grade teaching job, but also with tutoring on the side, trying to get that going. And, and just I was exhausted and depleted. And I was just like, I'm done. I'm just done. I've no done how. everything I can think okay. to do. And I can't even give my kids a celebratory <laughs> slice of pizza. And to me, it was a dollar a slice back then. Like I couldn't, I felt like such a failure. Yeah. Oh, I've had moments like that. It's like, it's, I've worked my ass off and it's all come down to this. And it's really, it feels really sad and broken and pathetic in the moment. Exactly. Exactly. And hopeless. I actually, I'm a very positive person, but I just kind of lost all hope and just bottomed out. And I was literally praying. I was like, God, please, please show me a sign. Like, I don't know what to do. I am totally lost. Something has to change. Everything I've tried has not worked. I feel like I'm living in accordance with my values, you know, teaching. But it's that. still not. It's yeah. Not <laughs> yeah. So that was when I heard this little quiet, gentle little music in the background and it was coming down the hall. Remember we were in a martial arts school. It was really the only place where I could barter for my kids' lessons. It was a great little Kung Fu school where my kids were learning teamwork and compassion and um, self-discipline. It was just wonderful. Yeah. Very family oriented. So I was sitting there cheering them on, but trying not to cry really. Heard this music, praying, heard this music, followed it down the hall. And I saw these people, Sophie, I'd never seen this before. It's probably like 30 at the time. Um, and they were just moving together in harmony, very mm. slowly. And it was very subtle movement. And it was just mesmerizing. They were all following the teacher. And it just looked like this beautiful, 
flow. Mm. And I was just mesmerized by this, you know, just trying to peek in. And then the teacher, the Sifu, saw me and kind of waved me in. And of course, I was like mortified. I, didn't <laughs> I don't know how to be engaged with this. Now I broke their flow. Great. That's all today needed. <laughs> but I'm like, okay. And pretty soon, I was just flowing along with them. Very slow motion, very simple. And she reminded us to breathe. Mm. And it was in that moment that I realized that I hadn't taken releasing cleansing breath in I don't know how long. Yeah. So we moved in rhythm with our breath, literally using our breath as a metronome and really this beautiful music. And little by little, I felt my body just beginning to release. Hmm beginning to melt. I realized my shoulders have been up here. I don't know about Up you. around your ears. Yes, I, I find myself in that space when I'm really focused. There's the, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm holding it all together and my shoulders are glued to the bottom of my ears. <laughs> and then I wonder why my neck hurts later. <laughs> People can tell like I'm not really fine. And so then after about five minutes, we were just flowing and breathing and, and class ended. And she did this, this salute to, to harmony of body and mind. And I felt a shift I had not felt for months and months, maybe years, where I felt that I could breathe. I just felt a little more centered. I felt like my energy was a little more smoothed out. And in that moment, my kids came running in from across the hall, you know, super small school. They knew exactly where I was. And I said, Mommy, guess what? Our friends just invited us to go out to pizza with them. They want to take all of us and treat us. Can we go? Well, there's the answer to your prayer about what to do for your kids that day. <laughs> Boy, talk about like a clear sign, right? Yeah, exactly. I've got two things for you. Follow this music down the hall, and then you'll be invited for pizza. Kabam. So I didn't have to tell my kids I didn't have enough money. I didn't tell them that. I told them later, you know, years later, the story. Um, we had a beautiful time in, you know, sharing with our friends and receiving. And honestly, I wasn't very good at receiving. Yeah. Pe people pleasers tend not to be because we're all like, give, 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 so that you know that I'm worthy and valuable and you'll like me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I learned in that moment that it was okay to ask for help, right? Yeah. It's okay to ask God for help. It's other people that's more challenging. Turn it over to God to release, to surrender, to admit that I couldn't do it on my own, and to literally ask very specifically, very clearly, and then just let go and look and notice. And um, so we went to pizza, and I realized that, okay, I figured, like, that was my sign. I should connect with Tai Chi. So I bartered with the school a little bit more on, um, I, I, like, maybe I cleaned or something. I, like, I didn't know what I did. Maybe I <laughs> Whatever you could. <laughs> whatever and um i started taking tai chi and little by little as the weeks passed i felt a little less stressed i felt more grounded and more centered and i stopped pushing so hard because i started to apply not only is tai chi a beautiful slow motion martial art and moving meditation it's also founded on 10 ancient principles for success in life to literally succeed more with less effort mm-hmm so interesting, of course, which was the opposite of what I was doing. Yeah, more, more alignment, not more pushing. We're taught in the West to just push harder. 
grin and and bear down <laughs> yeah of course yeah. do everything you can push 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 and um but that was a like a good worker right and that was not the case i was um learning little by little to just let go a little bit to receive a little bit more to rest a little bit more to breathe and to allow and pretty soon my kid said to me mom you know something's changed you're like you're fun again oh my god the fun mom came back <laughs> mom came out and fun is one of my core values like i know now like i think it's important for us to enjoy life and it struck me in that moment when they said that wow like i haven't been fun I, they're like wow you're smiling again i didn't know i hadn't been smiling these are my little kids they were like four and six at that point telling me these incredible truths so in I decided to really continue to apply these principles and just play with it. Just see what would happen. Just trust, just have faith that what I had received was truly what I was supposed to receive and was all the guidance that I needed. And little by little, my business on the side, my tutoring business began to grow and explode. And pretty soon, all kinds of income was coming in with me helping others. Nice. And it helped me in my family life, my personal life with my kids, with my work. And that's when I realized that I really needed to share this with others because in this crazy world, it's so important for us to find ancient principles and learn from the past, learn from these ancient wisdom traditions that are connected with spirit and body and mind so that we can literally stress less and thrive more. And um, just go back to some wisdom roots and some real ancient traditions that hold truths that are very profound. Yes. Just, you know, live a better life and more alignment, would you say? Absolutely. I mean, we, I think many times in the West have it backwards. We, we've got this checklist of stuff we're supposed to do to arrive at this destination of happiness and, you know, press on regardless, courage and grit, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, all of that stuff, right? keep calm, press on regardless. I was raised by a German and Norwegian, so I got a double dose of stubborn and stoic. And what, where that led me, and I, I think it's probably not an uncommon experience, was to illness, exhaustion, burnout, and meaningless. It's like, okay, so where is my happiness now that I've got, you know, a home and a couple of rental properties and a portfolio and a 401k and a husband and all this? Where Where's the happy in all this? Mm -hmm. There there wasn't happy in all that. There was a lot of pushing. There was a lot of doing. But there wasn't a lot of satisfaction. Mm, not a lot of joy. Not a lot of joy. And I tended to come home from the office and look at my husband and go, are we there yet? Am I 65? Are we there yet? <laughs> wow. Kind of waiting for the space to to be happy and to be able to breathe and to relax and enjoy life. And um, fortunately, I got whacked upside the head with the spiritual two by four and um, learned to live life now. <laughs> so were, were there any other awakening moments for you on your journey? This is a beautiful opening into it. Yeah, I I mean, so many moments, but something that was really profoundly impactful and very specific was when one day our Tai Chi Sifu invited me to be part of her Tai Chi instructor certification program, which was a five-year commitment. Ooh, that is a big commitment. 
a long commitment. And, and I thought, well, I love teaching and I love Tai Chi. And it really was solidified. My decision to do this was made clear that that's what I was meant. Again, consulting with God, turning it over, like what, what's my path? Um, when Steve and Linda told me this story, this is the origin story of Tai Chi. This is an 1800-year-old story of Chang Sung Fang, who is the founder of Tai Chi. Again, mm. Tai Chi is a martial art, but only for self-defense. You can literally never attack anyone Tai Chi. <laughs> and he created Tai Chi because he had a huge problem. Mm. And Chang Sung Fang was, let me give you a little background. He yeah. was a highly regarded Taoist priest, head of the most famous temple in all of China 1800 years ago. And back then in China, when people, they were men exclusively, wanted, of course. <laughs> wanted to become monks and ultimately priests in Taoism, they would go and they would stay at the temple and live at the temple for years and study. And I think many of us have seen movies like Kung Fu movies where you see all these monks in orange doing these martial arts moves together with weapons and all kinds of things. And they're all exactly moving together. It's very powerful. It's very mm -hmm. dramatic. Yeah. That's Kung Fu. Well, he, as the grandmaster, part of his job, part of what he owed his students was to test them, to test their martial arts skills. Because not only did they have to be familiar with the Taoist principles, but also they had to be able to fight and defend. Right. And so a big part of his job was testing them, but it was exhausting. He could beat them every time because the master never reveals everything. But he was exhausted and defeated. And so there was a huge problem because of that. Yeah, I'll bet. And that yeah. problem was that he was wasting his chi. He was wasting his precious life energy. All right, that's beautiful. And I'm going to put a pin in this right here, and we're going to find out how he solves it after we get back from the break. Uh, if you're out there listening to us, I would invite you to grab your pen and to grab your paper and spend a few minutes examining your life. Have you invited the divine into your life recently? Are there some places that are pinching in your life right now that perhaps it might be a good moment to sit down and address however you connect with the divine. We use a lot of different names for, for God or source or universe. Whatever feels most comfortable to you, take a look at where you might wanna open the door to invite the divine in to shift things for you and hang with us, we'll be right back from the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. 
We're a much loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and Tai Chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with our guest, Suze Jeffries, today. And when we went to break, she was in the middle of telling us about this quandary that the original Tai Chi master had. So he was giving his chi away. Where did he go with that once he realized that? Yes, and it's, it was such an important realization because back then in China, and still to this day in many um, parts of the world, the idea of chi is that it's very precious, and this came back to a huge epiphany for me. That's why I love to share this. Chi is very precious because it's life energy, literally, and the only cause of death in this philosophy is that we die when we use it all up. Mm-hmm. Only cause of death. So rather than, with this philosophy, rather than saying, oh, you know, someone had a heart attack and they died, the, the new perspective would be, well, they experienced a heart attack and they did not have enough chi to recover. Mm, okay. So, And I know people have had heart attacks and recovered and others who sadly did not. So it kind of makes sense. It does make sense. And I noticed something similar in the healer world. Um, there are different ways to act as a healing channel. But the most common one that people tend to resort to is putting their own energy into the patient when they're trying to support someone through a crisis. And that is a real serious problem because you do end up depleted and significantly depleted for quite a bit afterwards when you approach it that way. So I would second the philosophy (laughs) that you do have a limited amount of that and you need to spend it wisely. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's so something that we all need to be reminded of in my perspective, because his next step was to figure it out. You know, he didn't want to stop serving his students. He knew that they needed to be tested and they needed to make sure their martial arts skills were great. And and again, not only the fighting, the attacking, the defending, but also the healing. Because a true martial artist has the ability not only to fight and protect, but also to heal. Yes. All the meridians and energy points on the body and 
the purpose of learning those points is partly to heal. That's a huge part of it. Yeah, well, like any tool, right? It cuts both directions. You can create or you can destroy with it. It's, you know, it's the yin and yang. The yin and the yang, exactly. And sometimes you need to do one and other times you need to do the other. Exactly. Yes. So, so, so where'd he go with this then? He decided to go meditate. He's like, I got to figure this out. It's really important. Nothing's coming to mind. So he decided to go to his favorite meditation cave. Just meditate till he could figure it out. Well, three years later. <laughs> Which is kind of how it goes sometimes. <laughs> and I mean, he would get up every day and he'd take his walk. And, he'd eat, and do, do his thing and come back and meditate on it some more. Yeah. Um, but he would stay there. He would just, you know, he, he was done. He was there. And one day he would go out for his daily walk and it was a beautiful sunny day. And there was this big fat snake hmm. on the ground. They called it a serpent. So big fat serpent laying on the ground. And it was just taking a sun bath. It was just chilling in the sunshine, getting nice and warm, just hanging out. Completely oblivious, it seemed, to Chung Sung Fung. And he was looking at it and he noticed this dot circling, this shadow Mm -hmm. And he looked up and there was this bird of prey circling around and around. And obviously it was going to dive down and try to attack this juicy morsel and maybe eat it. Yes, it looks like lunch. Lunch <laughs> right there. Just wait for me. And we know the snake was a constrictor, but that's all we know. There are four versions of what the bird is in, in the Tai Chi lore. A crane, a hawk, an eagle, or a falcon. So let's go with crane. The crane is circling, circling dives down at the last possible second the snake just rolls out of the way and the crane hits the ground really hard yeah now the snake's just chilling crane goes back up flying flying circles circles dives down again at the last possible second the snake just rolls yes this happened over and over and over until finally clearly the crane was completely exhausted his feathers were like all messed up and yeah up and Circles and gathers more momentum than ever before. Clearly, it's his last attempt. Dives down at the last possible second. Guess what happens? Snake rolls away. Snake rolls away. Not <laughs> <laughs> the brightest bird in the box, you know. The crane hits the ground so hard that it knocks itself out. And in that moment, the snake slithers over. And eats the bird. And eats the bird. And that is literally what inspired Tai Chi. The idea that the snake wasn't attacking anyone, just hanging out. Yep, the just staying out of the way. Just hanging out. The bird started attacking. So the snake did what required the least amount of his own energy to protect himself and just moved out of the way. And as he continued to do that, the crane depleted his own energy. So the snake responded, didn't attack, but responded, didn't react, responded in a way that allowed his enemy, his attacker, to exhaust himself. Or and defeat end. himself, basically. Himself. So that's literally what inspired Tai Chi. And when I heard that, I was like, wow, work less, do less, which is sometimes doing more, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of our internal conversations, our prayer, our meditation, whatever. But do less, use less of my energy because my chi is precious and we all have chi and we all have life energy. And so if we all have precious life energy here's my epiphany that means i have precious life energy and that means i was precious and that that was good enough 
Yes. Hello. You are good enough exactly as you are. Oh, my God. <sighs> Total epiphany. Yeah. Total epiphany. And then I realized, well, if my chi is that precious, I want to protect it. I want to find ways to work smarter, not harder. Yes. So to manifest my intention, my vision, my reason for being here in the world to help people learn to nurture themselves, to come from love for self and protect our own energy because we regard it so highly. We know it's precious then to be role models and maybe help others protect their own energy and enhance their own energy and just that beautiful ripple effect. So I became a Tai Chi instructor after five years of study. And um, it took me into many places. Interestingly, Tai Chi has opened more doors with more ease than anything else I've ever done in my life, which is, of course, another affirmation. Yes, absolutely. Well, and I think one of the things that gets missed, there are a lot of people out there who are like, ooh, science of manifesting, and we're going to show you how to bring all this stuff into your life. Uh, but I find a lot of that seems to encompass the Western mind force sort of paradigm, oftentimes. I find that very interesting. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. I have noticed that. That's so interesting that you say that. Because for me, what I'm learning, and I'm continuing to play with, I'm, I, I'm very mindful of words, and it's so important to me to kind of play with ideas, not work on them. Yes. I mean, I love work, clearly. I'm easy <laughs> to work clearly. But my work is my play, and I play with work, and I do what I find joyful and deeply satisfying because my chi is precious, Sophia, and so is yours. So let's protect our chi and help other people protect theirs as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the other thing I've noticed with force, this whole power versus force balance, um, when, you're, when you're coming from a position of strength or a position of power, there isn't a lot of force required because you've got leverage on your side. You're starting from a place that has energy as opposed to the force side of the equation. Oftentimes you're starting from a disadvantaged space um, and you're trying to make things fit your mold. <laughs> Absolutely, so true. And it's for me, it's all about learning to root in order to rise. Mm -hmm. I love right. that. We truly are the center we talk about in, in uh, Tai Chi, the Dantian, the ocean of life energy. We all have it. We've, we just want to take a moment and locate it. If we take our thumb and put it in our belly button and then lay our palm on our abdomen, our center is two to three inches inside our body, just below our palm, mm -hmm. and, you know, inside the body. And this is our center of gravity, our center of balance. It's also our center of power. It's our center of who we truly are in this philosophy. And by being centered, it can mean coming from our core values, interesting core values, <laughs> moving from our center, moving in a very balanced way with ease. You know, I'm also a fitness instructor. I teach a lot of different fitness classes. So learning to align the body and come from our center in every way, it's not only a beautiful gift to give ourselves, it's also a beautiful gift to give others in the world because the world needs us to be authentic. And exactly. The, the world needs the little puzzle piece that's exactly U-shaped. <laughs> exactly. I love how you said that. Exactly. Now, 
think going back to values, because this is one thing I struggled with for decades before it finally came forward for me. Did you, did you always kind of understand what your values were? Or was there a an unfolding where you you kind of peeled away the stuff that had been put on you and discovered what your actual values were later? How did that unroll for you? That's a good question. When I, until I was a teenager, I had no clue what my values were. I had no clue what I wanted, what I didn't want. I had no clue. It was kind of strange. I was just kind of lost in searching and really outwardly led. Mm-hmm. And I mean, on the one hand, I became a great people watcher. That that's me. <laughs> I was a people watcher for decades. Yeah. And in a way and that can serve us well. Being observing is a beautiful skill to cultivate. Observing and listening. Mm-hmm. People skills. And yet within the balance of observing and listening to our own centering values first. I realized for me, I always felt connected to God. I was raised Episcopalian, but we left church when I was about ten. So I really didn't have a formal connection. Which is which is maybe a blessing because religion is sometimes a hindrance to actually getting to know God. Indeed. So I always felt a, a direct connection, um, and I would always talk to God, but I never wanted to bother God or ask for anything. <laughs> Back to the people pleasing, and I have to prove my worth by sacrificing myself. <laughs> exactly. I'll just keep. Because then maybe you'll let me know. But yeah, I had never heard, I've literally never heard of grace, never heard of any of that. So that's why this was such a profound experience for me. And so what I realized, my first value is love. Love is my first and foremost value. It's love for self. <sighs> Listen, if we want to, you know, live by the golden rule, no matter what religion or, or wisdom tradition we may follow or not follow, we want to do unto others as we want to, you know, treat others the way we want to be treated. Well, if I, if I want to love my neighbor, I better love like me. I better love me. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, your neighbor's going to object strongly. <laughs> exactly. So it, it all went back to a deeper um, exploration of that and finding, you know, how could I come from love for myself? I need to learn more about myself and went through and studied a lot of different things to develop more self-awareness. Tai Chi was just the door that opened all that. Um, I've loved playing with the Enneagram as a beautiful method of inquiry, um, traveling, living in lots of beautiful places, different cultures, things like that has been, of course, quite eye-opening. And uh, ultimately realized that my whole thing is I had to let go of a bunch of garbage bunch of mental, emotional garbage, a bunch of self-talk that was not serving me, that was very negative. Like, literally, I had to get the crap out. I had to yes. and empty my cup. Do you know what I mean? I, I know entirely what you mean, because there's, I, for myself, had this backlog of, like, really bad mind programs that would run, combined with an ego that wasn't managed in any way and was super dedicated to keeping me small and safe. Don't do that. You're going to destroy your world. It's going to blow everything up. People aren't going to like that if you push back and tell them no and that you need a break or or whatever it is. I all that mental trash had to be dealt with. <laughs> and it's a process. It's a journey. It's, yes, yes, it is. And just when you think you're there, you discover a whole new cesspool of it someplace. <laughs> it's it's this flow. It's a flow through life, and hopefully yep. this. You know, it's not a straight line. Hopefully, it's 
yeah. li little curves and waves. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, and I, I know a lot of us are impatient to heal, right? It's like, I just want all that stuff gone. Um, and then on the other hand, we're like, but I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> And that's, that's why I think we heal in waves, in cycles, because if you tried to heal it all in one shot, it'd just be too much. Absolutely. And we uncover layers and layers. It's, it's very much like some people talk about onions, you know, having the layer inside out. I like to talk about the Guggenheim Museum. Have you ever been to the Guggenheim? I have not. I've seen pictures one of these days. It's just such a fascinating building because it's built like a spiral. It's round on the outside and on the inside, rather than having floors that go across, they've got a, a ramp, I guess, that spirals around the interior. It's built into the walls. Oh, wow. Round. And so there's artwork hung at every level. All the way around. All the way around. So as you go up this, the ramp, of course, there's elevators too. Um, you see art, and then you can kind of look over. And of course, it's very wide. I mean, it's probably like a 20-foot wide walkway. I mean, incredible, just it's incredible. It, and, you know, you can look across and see the art, and you can see the art down there. And you can see, so you see this art from all these different perspectives, and then you go down. So I love to, for me, personal development is a lot like the Guggenheim. It's a spiral. Right, we go around and then we keep going around the same stuff, but then we see it a little differently and a little differently. And there's a whole new perspective on it. Exactly. Yes, exactly. I like that analogy. That's a beautiful one. I would love to understand a little bit more about how you're bringing your soul experience into your work, but we're right up on our second break. So I'm going to just seed that out there that we will go that direction when we return from the break. And if you're out there in listener land, please hang with us. We will be right back. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. How has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you, and go out and live soul first. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guaranteed, it will be the best hour of your week. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. 
Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with Suze Jeffries. And before the break, we were exploring how she uncovered or discovered what her values are. And I have a quick question around discernment before we go into how your soul has expressed in your work. Um, When you were going through this process of getting rid of stuff and going, oh, this is not a helpful mind program, or this is not one of my core values, how did you make that that determination of what felt true and authentic you and what did not? Oh, what a juicy question. Um, I, uh, the any study of the Enneagram helped me quite a bit. That was huge. I learned in that about the ego and that the ego is, the Enneagram perspective is the ego is there. It, it does serve a purpose. It's a protector. Mm-hmm. And yet there are t- if we try to, if we decide the ego is bad. (laughs) Which a lot of us feel like it's pretty nasty sometimes. (laughs) And uh, what I find is it's not that it's necessarily bad. It's just that maybe giving us information that doesn't serve us because it's like in hyperprotection mode. So what I've learned, and I wish I could remember who said this is beautiful, was let's say fear, right? Fear is a key weapon that my ego uses fear about is it going to work is it not going to work mm-hmm. is this safe is this not safe yeah safe but not safe yeah i'm all about safety actually very interesting um, i'm a fitness instructor i'm also a horse trainer you know kind of the horse whisper thing safety, safety. um basically if i'm thinking of a new idea or hmm, should i try this or you know take some kind of a quote risk just because it's new um and my ego is like, ah, this could happen, that could happen. You could lose everything. But what I've learned to say is, you know, ego, thank you for your protection. I hear you. And I acknowledge the fact that you are trying to help me stay safe. And yet, if this happens, if I invest in this business venture and it doesn't work, I can always do plan B instead. If I connect with someone and I'm excited about the relationship and it doesn't work out. I can always go to plan B and I actually literally acknowledge the possibility Mm -hmm. and then come back to what I could do instead, how I could shift, acknowledging being grateful and then letting it go, just doing some deep cleansing breaths to release it. And then I ask myself, what's a more interesting thought? Oh, I like that. (laughs) What's some more interesting thought? Yeah, because this fear stuff is not interesting. It does sometimes get a little obsessive, but it's not interesting. Oh, no. And for me, and and I think maybe for you, Sophia, like to me, it's often, well, what would be more fun to think about? Or what would be more fun to do? Exactly. Well, and I found 
that it helped me when I made friends with my ego. Because for many years, I was, I felt very hostile towards that voice in my head that would tell me how bad or wrong or worthless I was. Um, and I finally decided I was going to make friends with that voice and get curious as to why that voice was there. Wow. And so I, it, it was hard because I had to approach it from this space of neutrality, and that's not where I was starting. <laughs> So I, I ended up doing like, I would do this love meditation first, where I would envision the people in my life that were easy to love. And then I could use that energy as I was approaching my ego um, and move into this space of curiosity. I found curiosity was easier to hold than love, but I attempted to hold both. And it opened a lot of doors to the point that I, I am now able to work with my ego, sort of like it's an enthusiastic but untrained employee. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. It's like, okay, I know you're trying to help here. It will be super helpful if you cannot use an abusive tone of voice, if you can be a little bit more neutral with what you're bringing forward. <laughs> I'll receive that better. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah, it it's gotten me a lot more headspace than I used to have. Yeah. And that that's been a beautiful beautiful space to be. Well, thank you for sharing your discernment. It's always helpful to understand how other people are weighing and assessing these things because it can be really confusing as you're sorting through your own stuff it's like it's been with me for a long time does this mean it's me you know true, true. do i believe it do i not believe it i know for me a big part of it was and i think this may be experienced by a lot of women especially um you know i wasn't thin enough i wasn't pretty enough this that and i would go through cycles of basically yo-yo dieting eating mm -hmm. exactly and then when i came to that place of really realizing i need to learn to love myself i decided you know our bodies my body was a great opportunity to experiment and cultivate that ability because <laughs> you know that's what i struggled the most with like i knew i was smart i knew i had a good heart but my body i was always judging and really basing my self-worth on largely just you know the old scripts going through oh yeah oh yeah it's like you need to be slim and twiggy and all this kind of stuff it's like well i have german childbearing hips that just is what it is they're not going to get slim and trim and twiggy <laughs> i'm curvy <laughs> curves are amazing and for me i decided you know the biggest challenge for me it's so much easier for me to love others and it's for me to love my own body my physical manifestation the temple that i've been given mm -hmm. about my life and my passions and my vision and to uplift others which is a big part of what i love to do so i said i better figure out how to love my body and i decided the easiest way to do that or the most important area to improve in was what i put in my mouth like, that's that's the easiest control point that there is assuming it's not an emotional eating problem <laughs> correct correct and so I decided, you know, and I, you know, again, I had done some modeling as a teenager, all kinds of got way too skinny, like blah, blah, blah. Then I got married and had 
ultimately three children and um, gained like 40, 50 pounds each time, took 18 months each time to lose the weight. Um, and I tried everything, but until I finished nursing my children, I didn't, I was one of those weird moms, like didn't lose a pound until, so yeah. <laughs> up, down, up, down. So I decided, listen, maybe when I'm going to play with and say, not this working, I'm going to play with the idea of nourishing my body instead. There you go. Let me eat to nourish my body, this vessel that the divine has given me. And let me find out more. Because I was a little confused. There's so much fake science out there. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's so much stuff. It's like, is, is oh. this really going to work? What's, what's this grapefruit and bacon yeah. diet? What? <laughs> I do the, the cabbage soup cleanse. So I like, <laughs> should I say not? So I decided to study nutrition. Because I wanted to literally, I wanted to stress less and eat better. That was a goal I had. And it was right within my Tai Chi philosophy of stressing less. I'm working smarter, stress less, eat better, stress less, live better. And so I decided to become a certified nutrition therapist and really dive into the science. And it was remarkable. It was just remarkable. You know, in, in a nutshell, nutrition is a growing science. And it's all about what nourishes our bodies so that on a cellular level, we can thrive. Exactly. And it's so much easier when you're eating things that are supportive of you than when you're eating a bunch of junk that's dragging you down. I, I'm like the poster yeah. child for the difference that can make. <laughs> oh, we all experience that, every single one of us. And, you know, sometimes people say to me, because I work with a lot of clients online, um, I have groups that I run, I have individual personal coaching, both in terms of reducing stress getting more fit, finding movement that feels good, and then eating in a healthy way that serves that person. All super simple. So if it's complicated, no one's going to do it. Well, yeah, exactly. Who has time for complicated? I I can maybe fit simple in, but complicated, forget about it. Yeah, and, and if we want sustainable change, if we want to use food as one way to treat our bodies with love, it's got to be do it's got to be doable. You know, yeah. it can't be overwhelming because then we would, I would feel like a failure about that. So, yeah, it's just one more thing to beat yourself up about. I tried it. It didn't work. <laughs> exactly. So I decided to develop a series of um, it's a, a program. And honestly, Sophie, I want to call it Get the Crap Out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Get the crap out. Get the crap out. Um, and it's all about getting the toxins out of our body and putting in the nutrients. Because really, toxins are things that our bodies react to as poisons, and they cause disease in the body. And nutrients are just, it's like fuel for the cells. Nutrients come from food. Only food, nutrients from food can be absorbed by the body. The body doesn't absorb artificial nutrients. They're just toxic. Oh, so, yeah. You know, let's, so let's release the garbage, let's release the crap, let's release the bloat, the inflammation, the disease. Let's fill up with the good stuff, but let's do it in a way that's fun. Yes, fun. and easy. <laughs> and easy. So it's really been a remarkable journey. I've been doing that professionally for about 12 years. And it's tied in perfectly to my whole idea of Tai Chi, right? Just nourishing our bodies, increase, we can literally increase our Chi. We're not just born with a certain amount. Yeah. We increase how much chi by nourishing ourselves spiritually, mentally, emotionally. 
and um, like getting the crap out, the stinking thinking, right? Mm -hmm. The The mental crap, the emotional crap, and the physical crap. Like get the junk in the trunk out. It's remarkable what we can do when we literally lighten our load and fill up with the good stuff. That is beautiful. Now, I know you brought a gift with you for our visitors today. So tell me a little bit about this gift. Yes, and thank you for letting me offer this. I appreciate it. So because Tai Chi has been such a huge part of my life, learning to stress less, power up, and really become more of a badass, meaning my own my own true authentic self, you know, <laughs> a whole version of me that's honest and sincere and trusting myself, I decided to offer 10 tips from Tai Chi, ancient tips to stress less and succeed with more ease. The cool thing is these are 1,800-year-old principles created by Chang Sang Feng. And not only do you get a quick little checklist, because that's always fun, but also there are videos, little quick videos that explain the first three or four and how they actually relate to modern day life. Because although these principles were developed 1,800 years ago, we need them today now more than ever. Well, and I love the explainer videos because a lot of times... I've had this experience before. It's like, here's a list of principles. Boom, there you go. There's your list of principles. And it's like, okay, don't walk your neighbor's cow past your barn. What? (laughs) How does that relate? What does this mean in my life? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because if they don't make sense, if they're not relevant. Yeah. It's just more stuff in front of you. So I love that you have little videos that'll help people to actually apply it in their lives as well and to see how it still works in the modern day. And how to implement and play with it with a light heart, with love for self, knowing that we are worth it. We are certainly good enough. And just making it a little easier to stress less so that we can relax, let the crap out, let it go recharge, fill up with the good stuff, and then create more balance in our life so that we can become our own badass. Absolutely. That is a beautiful thing. So if you're out there in listener land, I know you have your pen and paper because you went and got it earlier in the segment. So take this moment to write down a website because you can hook up with Susan Jeffries uh, for her free gift. You can talk to her about working with her or learning a little bit more about how her programs go together and whether that would be a fit for your life by going to sovereignself.media. That's S-O-V-E-R-E, sovereign, S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N, self.media and uh, exchange your name, not your name, your email address for access and uh, hook up with Suzanne, check out her gift, uh, check out her work. And I sincerely hope that it, it brings something good and wonderful into your life, whether it's just this interview or you look to work with her further. So we've got just a couple of minutes left, a couple of seconds left. What is your final word of wisdom? 15 seconds. Honestly, just breathe in the moment. Just breathe. And remember, you are good enough. You're perfect the way you are. And everything is going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, One of the things I like to remind myself when I'm in one of those anxious states 
is oftentimes, right now, in this moment, I'm fine. There's nothing bad actually happening right now in this moment. And that helps me to sit back and go, okay. So thank you for joining us today, Suzanne. And thank you to everyone out there who's joined us today. Uh, you can reach me at Ask. Zofia at transformationspace.co if you have comments about what you liked about the program or suggestions for who we should have on. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 